Alan Stickel is one of the world's leading experts on trust with over 20 years experience. His PhD, Building Trust in Hostile Environments from Duke University, established him as a global leader for governments, businesses and NGOs on practical approaches to building trust. Daryl has worked for McKinsey and Company in their Toronto office as well as advised the Canadian military on building trust in Afghanistan. He has served as faculty for the Luxembourg School of Business and the Center for Effective Organizations at the University of Southern California and recently completed his book Building Trust Exceptional Leadership in an Uncertain World. In today's episode let us chat with Daryl This is the Guiding Voice podcast series, the Guiding Voice for a Better Future. Friends, I'm your host Navin Samala, just a fellow IT professional on a mission to shape the careers and lives of millions across the globe. And through the Guiding Voice, successful leaders across the globe share their insights with the world so that our audience will acquire more knowledge and wisdom per every minute by tuning into our platform than any other podcast in this space because we drive conversations that matter. and conversations that add value to your life and to your career thank you so much for joining me and we are extremely pleased to have daryl part of today's episode daryl hearty welcome to the guiding voice thank you so much for having me yeah same same with me daryl and i've been looking forward to our conversation because uh, you're touching one of the important aspect which is going to impact both personally and professionally trust is most important uh, aspect and in fact you are doing some amazing 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 stuff over there and uh, i'm really excited to have you so let's get started daryl maybe you can briefly summarize your career journey you initially started with mckinsey and company and then uh, did your phd and recently your book so how did all this happen so i grew up in a small town in northern canada and uh developed a real sense of empathy the the place i grew up it was fairly harsh and people needed to pull together uh so a strong sense of community and i moved towards a degree in psychology you know i found people would just sit next to me and start telling me about their day or or saying you know i've been having a hard time and i wanted to better understand what was driving that what was causing people to open up to me and so i was studying psychology and working with families in crisis and troubled teens and eventually i just realized that the people i was working with were really they were doing the best they could and so i transitioned went into public administration was working in native land claims and they would ask me these deep philosophical questions like what is self government or what will the the province look like 50 years after claims are settled The last question they asked me was how do we convince a group of people that we've treated terribly for over 100 years they should trust us. I thought wow what a good question. So I, I went to Duke wrote my doctoral thesis on building trust in hostile environments and then went to McKinsey and Company uh was there for a couple of years and I was involved in a car accident and ended up with post concussion syndrome and I I just couldn't work those hours anymore. So I started my own small company called Trust Unlimited and I spent the last 20 years helping people better understand what trust is and how it works and how to build it. Wow. So sorry to hear about that accident stuff and all and hope you are doing well now. And uh, Daryl what has been your success mantra or you may share top 3 things that have helped you to be successful in your professional life so far. So partly I have this this blend of uh deep theoretical knowledge and and practical applied experience that I've developed that really helps me understand relationships in a way that most people don't. And 
I've had some moments throughout my career that have been real learning moments, places that I've had to think deeply about what's going on. So I've had the good fortune of having a lot of friends who work with me, but also who bring me in to help with different issues. And that's what kind of got me started. And now, you know, success sort of builds on itself. You, you start to get a deeper understanding of the topic area you're invested in. And you know, I think Malcolm Gladwell talked about 10,000 hours. I've done my 10,000 hours. And so you end up with a, with a deeper understanding. Yeah, in fact, uh, 10,000 hours are going to make us best at what we do. That's what I've realized in a couple of domains. And I completely resonate with your thoughts around that. And when it comes to trust, Daryl, not everyone can be trusted. And I think we have to be selective about the people we trust. Here comes my first question around this topic. How to build trust? And sometimes people might lose trust because of one small incident, one minor incident, one glitch. And in that case, how can we rebuild the trust? Yeah, so trust is a combination of uncertainty and vulnerability. And so for me, it's uncertainty times vulnerability gives a level of perceived risk. And we each have a threshold of risk that we're comfortable with. And so uncertainty times vulnerability means that building trust is a fairly simple matter of understanding where does uncertainty come from? Where do perceptions of vulnerability come from? And how do we take steps to manage those? And so a lot of times, if we've made a misstep or if something has gone wrong, the first step is trying to understand what happened. And not just from our own perspective, but understanding the story that somebody else holds. Because we interpret the world through stories. The challenge is to understand or take a moment to have their perspective and be able to talk through, here's what I think happened. And now here's an apology, uh, even if it wasn't my fault. You know, sometimes it's it's a situation that's occurred. Something has intervened. Life has gotten in the way. But being able to say, I'm sorry that that happened. And here's the steps I'm going to take to try to reduce the probability that that happens again. That's the biggest step in sort of rebuilding trust with somebody else is understanding where uncertainty comes from, taking steps to reduce that, and acknowledging the potential harm that was done if, if there's been a mistake. So we need to understand the underlying story behind why it has happened and all. Yeah, I think that's a compelling thought. And uh, Daryl, I have an interesting question. Actually, I'm wondering why don't we have more trust in the world? Because if we compare what humans were like, we used to trust a lot, like maybe yeah. five decades ago, six decades ago. But as we are progressing, the trust factor is narrowing down, right? So why don't we have more trust? That's such a good question. For me, it goes back to that model. Um, and, and when we're deciding to trust, we ask ourselves two fundamental questions. First is how likely am I to be harmed, which is perceived uncertainty. And the second is if I'm harmed, how bad is it going to hurt, which is perceived vulnerability. Well, what we've seen are pretty significant spikes in uncertainty. Things are changing more rapidly than we've ever seen before. Social values and norms are shifting. We're more connected than we've ever been, but that's created these relationships that are a mile wide and an inch deep. And so we're seeing higher levels of uncertainty for leaders, for, for people in general, than we've ever seen before. And you're right. It's not just a, a perception. A lot of the measures that we see say that trust is at some of the lowest levels we've ever seen. And that, that's a problem for us because we've created some really big, hairy problems. You know, things like climate change, things like race relations, things like international 
relations, things like uh, polarization of different political viewpoints or religious viewpoints. Those are complex problems that require us to pull together. And as you point out, trust levels are at the lowest we've ever seen. So if we think about early in a relationship, uncertainty is really high, which means we can only tolerate small ranges of vulnerability. As that relationship gets deeper, the uncertainty goes down, but that means the range of vulnerability we can tolerate gets bigger. Well, our vulnerability has been fairly stable or even maybe increased a little bit now that we're more connected in the world. And uncertainty is bouncing all over the place, which makes us incredibly uncomfortable. Excellent. So, Daryl, here comes my next one. Why is trust yeah. root of many problems that are existing in the world today? Right. For, for example, if you consider the recent war, the undergoing war between Russia and Ukraine, right? Likewise, there are yeah. so many things that are happening in the world which could be avoided in case if we establish the right amount of trust. You know, a lot of times when I talk to people about trust, I'll, I'll ask them, who do you trust? And I'll, I'll get this list of close, tight personal relationships. And, and the reality, and that's where our head goes, and that's, that's completely normal. But the reality is we trust people all the time. And so when we go to a restaurant, when we get in a cab, when we cross the street, it's how societies function. It's the social lubricant that allows us to collaborate and work together. And you're absolutely right. Conflicts like the ones we're seeing are you know, fundamentally trust problems. You know, there's there's some speculation that the Russia was becoming uncomfortable with how close Ukraine was becoming with other entities, with Europe, with the rest of the world, and they felt threatened. And if there had been higher trust levels, perhaps what happened wouldn't have happened. We're seeing the unease that we've seen for decades in the Middle East. We're seeing conflict between China and parts of the Western world. All of these things are things that could be resolved with higher trust levels. Part of the struggle is that there's a lot of people talking about trust, but they're not talking about what to do about it. So they're they're not giving us a systematic approach to actually getting better at building stronger relationships. Mm-hmm. All right. Now let's focus on the trust model that you have developed. You have done your PhD which probably would have spent around you know, three to five years at least for earning that, right? So I'm sure like you, as you already said, you have spent more than 10,000 hours on that. And also I'm really curious to understand the trust model so that our audience will get to know and establish better trust in everything they do. So in the book, I try to un- unpack everything and I try to make it as simple as possible so that it's it's easy for people to get and understand. And a lot of people read it and they go, this is common sense. It just, like, how did you get a PhD for this? And so the basis of trust are uncertainty and vulnerability. Those lead to the trust decision, which is our comparison of our level of perceived risk versus the risk that we're actually comfortable with. And then once we've made that decision, we have perceived outcomes. And we, because we interpret the world through stories, we may have exactly the same experience, but have a dramatically different perception of what just happened. And so that perceived outcome then feeds back into our next exchange with someone, with the same person or with someone who reminds us of them or who's with the same company. In the middle of all this are our emotional states, whether we like or dislike someone else. And so for those we like, we have this positive story and we search for evidence that confirms that we should trust them. And then it also impacts how we perceive the outcomes. We're more likely to see the outcome as positive if we like someone. We've got a different set of criteria that we use for people that we like versus those we don't like. And those act as sort of feedback in and it creates these virtuous or vicious cycles. Now, if I was thinking about 
how do I start building trust? Part of it is this willingness to be vulnerable, you know, because trust is defined as, as the willingness to be vulnerable when you can't completely predict how someone else is going to behave. Well, if I go first, if I make myself a little bit vulnerable to you, then you feel like it's okay for you to be vulnerable in return. And we create this exchange that sort of bounces back and forth where we're comfortable being a little bit vulnerable to each other. And that grows over time. So when I think about the levers that we can pull, partly it's around reducing uncertainty. And uncertainty comes from us as individuals and from the setting that we're embedded in. And so there was some work done in, by a friend of mine named Roger Mayer in 1995. He talked about three levers that lead to us being seen as trustworthy. And those were benevolence, integrity, and ability. And so benevolence is the belief you've got my best interest at heart, that you'll act in my best interest. Integrity is what is you know the likelihood that I'm going to follow through on the promises I make. And do my actions line up with the values that I express? And that ability is, do I have the competence to do what I say I'm going to do? And so those are three levers that we can actually pull to try to build trust with someone else. And I, I try to walk through this as, as clearly as I can in the book. Chapter five is about the model. Chapter six is here's how you pull the lever and the different levers. And then chapter seven, eight, and nine are, are case studies of, of examples of where I've done that. Does that help? Absolutely. Integrity, ability, and and benevolence. So these are the three things that will help in building trust. And I'm really Those are three curious, of the levers, yes. Yeah. I'm really curious. Did you ever think that you're going to write a book in the first hand? And and what what has been your motivation and background for writing this wonderful book? So I found myself working with clients. You know, I I would be uh in a few instances, I would find myself working with someone who was a, a parent or and struggling with their kids or who had a work relationship that was problematic and to see the impact of that was so powerful so i had a a dad in one of my classes in luxembourg said you know he'd been away from home a lot he barely knew his kids that they were they were quite young they were three and five and he said i every time i get home now i'm terrified and and they're scared of me and i always seem to say and do the wrong thing and so i I showed him the model. I started talking him through it. We spent, you know, a couple of months having conversations while he was in my class. And I did a bit of coaching. And after three months, he came back to me and he said, it's completely changed. My kids run to me. They they throw themselves on me. They tell me they love me. They, they, they fight over who gets to sit next to me. And so to have that level of impact was so powerful and meaningful. But it was like I was dropping grains of sand in the ocean. And I wanted to have a bigger impact than that. And so my my aspiration was to share as broadly as I could so that as many people as possible would have those skills to make their lives better, to make the world a better place. Because building trust is a skill that we can all get better at. Fantastic, Daryl. And I really appreciate your noble mission to make the world a better place. This is so inspiring. And with that, let's move to the next segment of today's episode. And uh, just to get to know other side of you, maybe you can share some aspects. Yeah. Pick rapid fire round. <laughs> All right. So let's let me kick off the first bullet. Uh, who is your hero, Daryl? My hero is a, a young man named Terry Fox. Well, he was a young man. He lost his leg to cancer, started a run across Canada to raise awareness about cancer and raise funds for it. He died partway through his journey, but he was very heroic. 
moving to the next one uh, what is the best piece of advice that you have received so far fall forward so being resilient don't give up yeah moving to the next one uh, what is your favorite word in another language other than english ah uh, merci uh, french for thank you i i try to be thankful awesome <laughs> moving to the next one daryl what is the stupidest dare you ever agreed to a friend of mine uh dared me to so halloween we have a trick or treat and somebody wanted me to egg somebody else's house the guy whose house i was going to egg was was armed with a shotgun that that's the dumbest thing i ever did <laughs> interesting moving to the last one what is one electronic gadget that you would like to see or invent yourself uh i'd like to so i'm visually impaired i'm legally blind so i'd love it if we had a phone that would actually unfold itself so that it had a huge screen and then fold back in uh so that i could actually see it and use it effectively oh yeah that again serves the purpose of uh, supporting visually impaired people out there and yeah i think uh, that is great uh, thing or great invention to have and uh, i'm super impressed with the rapid fire round and let's uh, go back to the mainstream and before i let you go i would like to leave your message to our audience those aspiring to make begin their careers or lives what would be your biggest piece of advice i think that relationships are central to being successful so learning how to how to get better at that how to be better at building stronger relationships is a great way to future proof yourself it's one of the things that won't be replaced by robots anytime soon or artificial intelligence so you know with my kids i i work very hard at teaching them how to get along how to how to be able to have empathy be thoughtful about other people so i think that would be my best advice and remember that the more senior we become the less direct control we have over outcomes the more we need other people to reach our goals and objectives so being thoughtful about how we can inspire others how we can collaborate or connect with others how we can have empathy for them that's fantastic message and i thoroughly enjoyed every bit of this conversation daryl and uh, i'm super happy to have had this conversation with you and uh, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for joining me today and sharing your insights with our audience really appreciate it Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it and uh, I wish you a fantastic day and and good fortune moving forward. Thank you so much Daryl. So folks that was episode with Daryl and before we move into the trivia section here is a request to you in case if you haven't subscribed to us please subscribe from the app where you have tuned in. Also if you have enjoyed this conversation and loved the episode found it useful request you to share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from the guiding voice thank you so much in advance now let's hop into the trivia segment of today's episode so today we had wonderful conversation about trust how to build trust and daryl has shared nuggets of wisdom about his book and summary of 10000 hours over summary of 10 over 10000 hours of his work on trust I would like to present a trivia about trust and uh, as per forbes.com we judge a book by its cover <laughs> it seems to be unfair but even if we proclaim otherwise we judge people by their appearance and we automatically assign favorable traits to good looking people 
finding them to be more likable competent and honest than unattractive people so that's all for today in case if you have any thoughts about trust request you to share your comments if you are watching it on youtube or you can drop your comments on social media wherever you have found this episode thank you so much for joining me and uh, in addition to that if you have any topic recommendations or guest speaker suggestions feel free to reach out to me through social media or email us at the guiding voice for you at gmail.com friends i am your host navin just a fellow it professional but a passionate learner on a mission to make a difference in the careers and lives of millions across the globe until next time bye bye see you all in the next episode with another wonderful guest